What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot iHeart. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Brought to you by Toyota. Let's go places. Welcome to Forward Thinking. Welcome everyone to Forward Thinking, the podcast where we look at the future, open up our arms and say, come here you. I'm Jonathan Strickland. (laughs) I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And I'm Joe McCormick. And today we wanted to talk a little bit about holograms uh, and, uh, and kind of the misconceptions about holograms and how uh, Hollywood has given us unrealistic expectations that we cannot help but feel um, are uh, should just be right around the corner. And we're always disappointed when it doesn't happen. Yeah. Where's my Leia hologram? Honestly, Leia, but, you're talking about Princess Leia. Wait, yeah. Are there any other Leias that are critical to, uh, to holograms? I'm sure there are some people with some very nerdy parents who, yes, are named Leia. You're all correct. Right, you're correct. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to invalidate all of you Leias out there. No, no. I don't want to invalidate any Leias anywhere. But I do want to talk about holograms. And, uh, you know, do you guys remember the story about uh, uh, Tupac headlining over at Coachella? Yeah. Yeah, they said it was a hologram, didn't they? Now, he was on stage with... Uh, Snoop Lion. 
He's now Snoop. He's now Snoop okay, Lion. Okay, yeah. He used to be Snoop Dogg. No, I understand. I know who it is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You're looking at me like just like I just wasn't dead sure eyes. that he, I just knew he was performing on stage with somebody. Yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. know who. No, he was uh, on stage, uh, or really, an image of him was on stage. Of course, Tupac himself was is sadly no longer with us. Right. Uh, and that, of course, was the big deal. Was the fact that there was a person who was once alive and now no longer alive performing at Coachella and it looked like uh, kind of a hologram sort of thing and that's what everyone called it. Well, wait a minute. So I heard it was a hologram. It's not. Why not? Because it really was just a sort of a, well, kind of a a subset of an old trick called Pepper's Ghost, which Mm. is a, a, a trick that's used by magicians. It's used in haunted houses. It's used in dark rides. Uh, and it's a, a way to create an illusion so that you have sort of a, a transparent figure that seemingly can interact with a real physical setting. And, uh, and the way it works is pretty, pretty nifty. Um, and, and the, uh, the best manifestation of this that I have seen is at the Disney, uh, ride, the haunted mansion. So, for you Disney fans out there who are listening to this podcast who absolutely do not want to have the magic ruined, I will suggest that you skip ahead in this podcast because I'm going to tell you how a certain effect works. And once you know it, you can never unknow it. So um, I know that some people take that very seriously. Mm-hmm. So, And by the way, the Easter Bunny is real. Fair enough. So you go through the, the, the Haunted Mansion ride. One of the big sequences in this ride is a ballroom where there's a, a giant birthday party going on. There's some ghosts dancing. There's a ghost playing a pipe organ. You see some ghosts, uh, uh, portraits dueling with pistols. Um, other ghosts appear to be circling a chandelier. A lot of stuff's happening in this one sequence. Yeah, it's really gorgeous. It looks great. And all the ghosts are these transparent figures that are moving around what looks like an actual three-dimensional scene. And so it's kind of – it can be a little confusing. Like, how did they do that? It's actually very simple. So the uh, the setting is real. Mm-hmm. There's a real table there. there uh, there's a real – uh, uh, chandelier, know, pi- chandelier, pipe organ, all these kind of things are actually there. Uh, but all the figures you see are actually just reflections. There's a pane of glass between the uh, the ride vehicles and the uh, the setting where the table is and all that. Uh, and then below you and above you, on you know, right along the same parallel as the as the track you are on, there are uh, animatronic figures that are lit so that. They will reflect off the glass. The ride part that you are in is very dark, so you don't see your own reflection or else that would ruin the the illusion. There's also a scrim there that kind of cuts down on the glare so that you can't tell that there's uh, a reflection going on. By controlling the lighting in that section above and below you, you can make the ghosts appear to fade in and fade out of existence. The brighter it is, the stronger the reflection is. The dimmer it is, the more weak the reflection. So they start to look like they are becoming more and more insubstantial as the lights mm-hmm. go down. Right, right. The same way that uh, if you've ever seen on TV, if they're interrogating a suspect in, on one side of a, of a one-way mirror. Right. And if the lights come up on the other side, then you can see who's through the other end. Right. That's considered a bad thing, usually. Uh, right, <laughs> yes. Usually played <laughs> to great comedic effect in things like Reno 911. Exactly. But, uh, but yeah, that's how that, that illusion works, is it's just a reflection. So you've got uh, the the dark part of the ride, so you can't see your own reflection. You've got the, the parts that are lit up above you and below you. Those are blocked off from your view by the floor and ceiling of the actual ride track that you are on. 
And then you're looking into a room and seeing the reflection, and that gives you the illusion that there are ghosts wandering around. Now, in the case of Tupac mm-hmm. uh, over at Coachella, it was a, a variant of this particular trick. Uh, and it's very similar, but it does require a slightly different setup. Uh, it's called the Musion Eyeliner, which is actually a, a proprietary tech. It's done by this one company. Oh, is that is that the projection or the film or or both? It's it's really the projection method. So okay. at the stage at Coachella, you have you have the stage itself where the people are all dancing around, singing and stuff. Uh, in front of the stage is a screen that's that's on the the ground. So it's not it's not mounted vertically. It's mounted so that it's actually on the ground itself, mm-hmm. flat against the ground. Uh, you've got a frame that's in front of the stage that at, uh, that supports a screen that's tilted at a 45 degree angle toward the audience. So the base of this screen, or foil, as uh, as Musion uh, Eyeliner calls it, the base of the foil is on the edge of the stage. The top of the foil is mounted to a uh, 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 sort of a lattice that's in front of the stage, and it's transparent, so you can see through it. Mm-hmm. So if you're standing in front of the stage. Uh, there's just the screen that you probably aren't really noticing, particularly if it's if it's dark. Uh, and so you can see everything that's happening on the stage just fine. Well, you've got a projector also mounted at the top of the the you know the structure that's holding the screen up. It's projecting down onto the ground. So that screen that's flat on the ground, mm-hmm. it projects onto that. the uh, the foil reflects that projection so that from the perspective of the audience, there appears to be, a three-dimensional uh, moving figure up there on stage that's ghostly in nature. Because, of course, you can see through the screen, so it it's sort of this transparent kind of figure that's uh, moving around. And it, it can seem to move through the same physical space as the people who are actually on the stage. It's all an illusion. But, yeah, it's just a matter of perspective, right? right. Now, I'd imagine if you're a performer who's up there on the stage with the, the image of Tupac, you, you're not seeing you're not him. seeing you're anything not interacting with him or, or maybe and you're that, seeing you're seeing a, a little bit of light on the screen yeah you might right, see right, you might yeah. see the foil in front of you. you you probably could see where it was being projected but you wouldn't yeah you wouldn't look to your right and suddenly see a ghostly performer standing there it, and that's one thing i think we need to keep in mind as we're going through the rest of this podcast is the idea that um when we're talking about 3d imaging it turns out most of the time what we're actually talking about is something that is going one way. It's, right. it's a forced perspective. It's, if you are sitting and looking from one direction, it appears 3D. And you, right. you wouldn't always know that, but we, we can get to the, the Hollywood misconceptions in a bit. Well, for instance, if you were staying to the side of that stage, if right. you were looking at the stage from like you were 90 degrees off, so you're looking from the left or right side, you could see that there are people on the stage dancing. You would see that there's a screen that's that's tilted out toward the audience, and that's all you would see. You would not right. see a ghostly right. figure at all. You might see that there's a projector that's beaming something down, but you wouldn't be able to tell what it was. There'd be no three-dimensionality to it. Uh, and it, you, you wouldn't even know necessarily that there was the ghostly figure of a uh, of Tupac Shakur dancing around on stage. It, it only appears to have volume from one direction. It right. doesn't actually have depth. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you couldn't walk around it. You you know it, it it would only be it would only work as long as you were in the right position, which is why this works great for things like haunted houses and rides, where the perspective it's a of the person. Perspective. Yeah. yeah you, mm-hmm. you you're pretty much stuck mm-hmm. with one point of view. You can't change that easily 
in most of these. And same thing with magic tricks. You know, you, you have designed this so that people can look at it in one particular way. And so it doesn't matter if it doesn't work any other way because no one's ever going to be in that position to see it. So we should probably explain if Tupac wasn't a real hologram, what is a hologram? Okay. When people use that word, what what are we actually talking about? So a hologram is essentially a, a three-dimensional representation of some sort of object. And uh, the way it works is using one of my favorite things in the world, lasers. Or really just one laser. You use a laser and a beam splitter to split that laser beam into two. And you use mirrors to direct exactly where those beams go. And you have two these two beams that perform very important functions. One of them is the object beam. Now, this is the beam that you direct, and you actually also use a lens to, to diffuse the light, in fact, to scan over an object, whatever the object is that you want to make a hologram of. And so uh, that light then hits the object. Some of it gets reflected back to this holographic medium, whether it's film or some sort of digital uh, representation. Sure. Right, mm-hmm. right. In, 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 the, in the good old days of holograms, we're talking holographic film. Which is very, very sensitive. It's got very high resolution for different, uh, different grades and phases of light. Your other beam is a reference beam, which reflects and then is projected directly onto the holographic film, never having encountered the object. Mm-hmm. So you've got these two different beams for reference, right? You've got the, well, you've got the one for reference and the one of the object one. And then, uh, that ends up being the basis of the holographic image that gets captured on the film. So what you're actually recording is the interference between these two beams, right? Yes, the, yes. The, how a clean uh, diffusion of the beam interacts with uh, the the waves of light that have passed over the object. Right. And so then what you do is once you've developed this holographic film or processed it through digital means, whatever, uh, you have a physical representation. You've got like the picture, the holographic picture in front of you mm-hmm. uh, in whatever medium you've used. Usually it's clear plastic film. Uh, then you have to use the same sort of light you used as your, uh, your, your object beam, your reference beam, so that you can recreate that, that, uh, that, uh, instance and get the effect. Otherwise you just, you're just looking at, at noise signal. Yeah. Right. You're not looking at anything in particular. You know, it's just, it's just clear plastic film. So you illuminate with the proper type of light and the effect is that you get a three dimensional object that looks like it's right behind that plastic film. Like, like the plastic film is almost like a window, right? And, uh, and that you can, it, it's something that you feel like you can even walk around it. And depending upon how you process the, uh, the image and how you're displaying it, you might be able to walk around and see slightly different versions of that thing. Most of the time you're getting something that's always forward facing because every single aspect of that holographic film uh, is captured in every piece of that holographic film. In other words, every section of that holographic film has the information of the entire picture inside of it. Right. You can even you can even rip a hologram in half, and in each half, see the exact same image. Right. Although well, every time you rip it, you're going to degrade the. Oh, right. right. You're, you're lose, going to to have the resolution. resolution. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but but you can also do things like take several different images, represent them as holograms, and then through the process of just moving through a space, create the illusion of movement. So in other words, there's a famous hologram where it's a woman who appears to be blowing a kiss mm-hmm. as you walk around this. And uh, and it's done the same way you would do a hand-drawn animation. It's just a series of these photos done as holograms. And as you move through the space, it, it seems to move. But that's all it can do. Like <laughs> you can make either make it make the the image appear to blow a kiss or 
catch a kiss and shove it into the lips. I mean, <laughs> take a kiss back. Those are your two choices. Yeah, I always walked in the wrong way. No kiss for you. No, oh, so lonely. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that, that's your basic hologram. I mean, that's the thing is that that's what a hologram is. You're using these lasers to really um, to explore through light the dimensions of a of an object and then capture that in some medium. That's all a hologram really is. Whereas what we're kind of used to thinking of as holograms isn't necessarily that. I mean, it's 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 almost more of a problem of vocabulary than anything else. Right. I mean, people use the word hologram when really I think what they're talking about is is pretty much any kind of uh, 3D imagery or 3D right. projection. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So. There are other means of 3D projection that have nothing to do with holograms. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you don't have to use the laser beams or splitters or anything like that in order to uh, generate the effect. The Pepper's Ghost one is a great example. There are no lasers involved in that. I mean, I guess you could throw lasers in there if you wanted to, but there's no reason for them. Mm-hmm. But um, with the Pepper's Ghost, I mean, in in that instance, there's actually nothing even 3D about the image, right? It just appears to... Uh Right, right. You're you're looking at a reflection, but then yeah. there's nothing 3D about a reflection either. I mean, that's the way Pepper's Ghost works. It's the way where exactly. a lot of holograms yeah. work. When you look into a reflection and you see a reflection of yourself, there's that illusion of depth. There's an illusion oh. that light is coming at you, even though it's just really bouncing off. It's the just mirror. refracting off of uh, various surfaces that yeah. make it seem as though. Right. Well, what I'm talking about is. Um is uh, for the viewer. So if you look at a Pepper's Ghost projection and you move around to the left or right of your position, it's still it's just going to it's just a know, reflection. Right. Yeah, it's, it's just not... a reflection. You're just going to be moving around. It's not going to appear as a 3D object would. Which is now, why which is why they force your point of view in most of these uh, uh instances of Pepper's Ghost. They don't want you to if you were to move to the side, you would just see that there's a pane of glass between people and a thing. Right, but there are ways to to create that 3D illusion, right? Yeah. To actually make so you know I I'm looking dead on, and if I move my head over to the left, I see a little bit more to the left of the supposed image. Yeah. Um, and it simulates the effect of 3D volume, even though we're still just looking at a a projection coming from a screen. There's there's volumetric display, and volumetric display is this idea that you use a three-dimensional display as opposed to the planar displays, P-L-A-N-A-R displays that we're used to. That's something you would have on your computer or your Mm -hmm. television or movie screen or whatever. This would be a display that itself has three dimensions. And so you would project things on it. It would essentially still be two-dimensional projections on a three-dimensional object, but that would give it the three-dimensionality. <laughs> it's kind right. of cheating. It is huh. It is cheating. It is, it's exactly cheating. And, uh, and we've talked about the possibility of using things like mist or fog to project things on. But again, mm-hmm. you're not – we can't tell the projection, hey, I want you to hit this one particle that's floating, this bit of particulate matter that's floating in the air, but don't hit the ones that are in front of it because I need you to to simulate depth. You can't really do that, but um, you we can. can. We can't yet. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, the idea of projecting into a fog or suspended <laughs> mist is interesting, but we're not there yet in in terms of really creating something that that has a convincing volume to it. Right. You, right. You can, because you the can... specificity of our of our projection is not... Anywhere well, near that and, level. And, and controlling something like a fog or mist in a way where it doesn't reveal to the viewer that that's what it is is tricky as well. I will say that 
there was a, another Disney ride that I loved very much. Uh, was that Disneyland? That the, the flying elephants. That was what I loved when I was a kid. Spinning teacups. I don't like, I don't like waiting three hours to ride on it now. Um, no, spinning teacups, awesome ride. Fantastic. Don't ride that more than three times in a row, people. I, I speak from experience. No, I'm talking about the Indiana Jones ride, which is at Disneyland, not at Disney World. Um, and at Disneyland, the one part of the ride, it involves going through this dark tunnel. And at the end of the dark tunnel is a wall. And on that wall are all these rats crawling across it. And the the vehicle you're on is going very quickly towards that wall. And you're thinking, well, I've got to turn at the last second. That'll be exciting. But instead, you go through it. And when you go through it, you realize that the the whole thing was a projection that was done on mist. Now, since then, they've done similar things with the Pirates of the Caribbean ride where they'll project like Davy Jones's uh, face on on mist before you go through it. Uh, but that was the first time I'd ever experienced that effect. And the particular day I went, it was working really well. Mm-hmm. So I was genuinely mm-hmm. surprised when it happened. And, though we should say that effect is 2D projection. It, it was 2D, 2D projection. It was right. in the dark. Mm-hmm. And it was fast because I was on a fast moving ride. So you're not going, you know, you don't have a long enough moment to sit there and really evaluate. Exactly. Right. You're, all you see is rats. <laughs> wow, that was cool. That's that's about how fast it went. Mm-hmm. So so this brings us to something that we wanted to talk about, which is the the misconceptions that we get when we're, we're our ideas are fed by Hollywood. Right. The whole Star um, Wars Princess Leia hologram. Right. And I, I was actually trying to figure out why uh, when I started doing research for this holograms, you know, the 3D projections and holograms that I was finding, even the state of the art ones were, were nothing like the idea I had as just a, a kind of a shallow consumer of science fiction. Right. And I think that's because the movies um, do not effectively communicate the idea that as far as we know, 3D imaging is really shackled to screens. Yeah, to some form of actual physical medium that you can't just project light into a, a, a open space. an open exactly. space yeah. and have it mm-hmm. be coherent in any way. Until we right. have a transparent nanobot army that we can use <laughs> right. to reflect images off of. But it's true. I mean, here the, which we don't even need to reflect at that point. The uh, nanobots yeah. themselves just take on they whatever color do. they need, yeah. and then because they're nanobots, they're already got amazing resolution. So really, they just form whatever. Yeah, I like your that's, idea. Uh, though, what, twenty years away. Yeah, it's always twenty to thirty <laughs> yeah. to fifty years away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, so we can think of a few in the movies. I mean, there's tons of these things, but uh, if you think of in Star Wars, like you mentioned earlier, Lauren, Princess Leia, or mm-hmm. the you know, or the chess right. set. Yeah, sure, anything. Sure. These are uh, uh, there. It, it things seems to that have are, a little base, and then mm-hmm. coming up out of it. Yeah. Right. And it seemed, well, what it is, is the thing that's amazing about it is the full simulation of volume from every angle. Right. Not attached to a screen. Right. Right. Um, so in other words, so it's uh, not it's not taking advantage of your perspective. Right. You could walk around this thing and see it from any angle and, and it would be as if there were an actual person or thing in the room with you, not just a projection. So, uh, yeah, it, it seems to have all the qualities of an actual real object. It's just it's one made out of light. But mm-hmm. there are some obvious problems with this. I mean, we can project images that appear 3D from a certain perspective, but um, you can't just project something into thin air and then make it stop yeah. right here. If we could, If we could control light like that, then lightsabers would be a thing. Right. It's the same problem with lightsabers, right? How do you turn on a lightsaber and have the light stop? Right. At saber length, <laughs> as opposed to just being a really destructive flashlight. 
You know, I mean, that's the right. same sort of problem. Or laser, if you prefer, It'd be a laser gun, but with a lightsaber handle instead of a instead of a gun handle. Um, now, in the world of Star Wars, we can explain it by saying magic, because come on, that's really what Star Wars is. <laughs> yeah. But there it's are other yeah. there yeah. are other uh, instances of this. I mean, I, I was mentioning before the show Bones, the ser- television series Bones. Mm-hmm. It's you know a forensic uh, a procedural kind of show, and in almost every episode, at some point, they have a uh, they they go and look at this holographic display. Which is this three-dimensional uh, display that shows whatever they need to look at in all dimensions. They can manipulate in any way, and it's within their actual physical space. I've never seen it, so it's it's like fully with volume, and they can yeah, it's, go it's to like a, it's any... like a giant like fish tank of a hologram that they can just go up to, and and you know the characters are standing all around it, and mm. you can see straight through this image to the other people behind it. And everyone is seeing the same is, – is, is rotating around it. Well, I actually – I think that might be more feasible than the Princess Leia thing. Right, we're because talking you've got about. a container. Right. If you've got a container with, with like glass on all sides, then I think in that case with some really advanced projection technology and resolution, it might be possible to say, well, we can contain the illusion of an image within this glass Area. Right, and 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 if especially if it were um you know maybe not quite cylindrical but but many sided you could project a slightly different image onto each pane of glass sure and create mm-hmm. the illusion that you're going all the way around an object yeah. right right in person if you were to walk around it it would not look nearly as impressive as the depiction in the television series but then again you know everything's heightened for entertainment I mean we understand right, that of but it's it's again another sort of misrepresentation of what 3d imaging really and, is well and clearly they've been doing this for a while I mean we mentioned Star Wars and that was the 70s 70s mm-hmm. 77 I 1977 guess. yeah and then uh, and then you see going through uh, when was total recall made it was like 1990 80, or like something 2011 right that was yeah. came right oh, out no, so the original no, one no. with Arnold right uh, the one with Arnold I can't believe that people defend the original <laughs> Okay. Oh, we're about to fight. <laughs> yeah. uh, the original Save one after the show. The original one with Arnold. He, they've got, they've got a hologram in that movie, right? Mm. A quote unquote hologram, right? So, they, uh, well, but it's it's uh it's it just walks around with everybody. Well, in the series know? of uh in in the British comedy series Red Dwarf, oh, right. one, of yeah, the main, one of the main characters is a hologram, although that's simply played by an actor who's mm-hmm. really moving around in the yeah. space. Um, and then only occasionally does stuff move through him where they, you know, have to shoot some sort of effect so that. Right, right. Or the, the, the doctor on, uh, Voyager. Yeah. Holographic mm-hmm. medical. And, yeah. and none of these rely on screens in the way that every hologram. Exactly. We, there's we, some, or, there's some form of coherent light. Well, that by, can move yeah, by, by, by Star Trek, you've got the idea of the holodeck where you're mm-hmm. in this, this four dimensional holographic environment that, you know. But they yeah. also have replicators so they can make whatever they need. Yeah. It's a true fact. It's funny how much we want this because people uh, – I keep seeing online how everybody keeps announcing now we've got the full Princess Leia hologram. Oh, you right, know, yeah. It's Every right around the corner. there's new news, it's, it's like, no, this one, this one for real, yeah, guys. It, yeah. It, they, they keep promising what we're seeing in the movies and then you look into it and it's like somebody nice. overhyped this. Mm-hmm. What, what you're talking about in each case is still just like – um, this is a sort of better hologram than the one before, or right, not hologram. A, right, it's, they it's use a, the word. The, yeah, yeah. It's, 3D. it's a fancier screen. Uh-huh. Or I was looking at this one in the Guardian. It, it, the The headline is "Princess Leia hologram could become a reality," and it's talking about something. Uh, 
they're doing at Hewlett Packard Labs. And I don't mean to downplay their achievement at all. I mean, oh, it's really they, cool. Yeah, they have created an amazing screen uh, for for simulating really, really good 3D. And you can move your head all around it. It's got a lot of range of vision. Mm-hmm. You know, you can sure. go in that almost full semicircle around the screen. Um, to see it, uh, and so, so I, I don't mean to downplay at all what they've done, but it, it's not print. I mean, it's still a screen, right? <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh, we're probably limited by screens for the foreseeable future. I mean, not to say that someone won't someday figure out ways of telling light who's the boss and and maybe projecting a three dimensional, you know, entertainment right there in your room. Perhaps an episode of Who's the Boss. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was I was waiting. Joe Joe just stared at me in shell shocked horror, and Lawrence just snickering, just like the 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 Angela the right Samantha. horrible painful setup of that went so long. That's that's my gig, man. That's my gig. I do long setups, and then and we sit here and no talk payoff. about it. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then we podcast about it. It's awesome. <laughs> no, um, no. It's I think all of that's you know really relevant information. I mean, the idea that since we already have the preconceived notion that this is where we're headed, the, the Princess Leia hologram, whatever you want to call it, then it's understandable that that's how people report on it because it immediately conveys information to the reader because right, that's right. one of those touchstones that most people are familiar with. Uh, I do wish they would come up with a different term, although we also have to admit the fact that Language is plastic. It's flexible. And uh, sometimes words eventually start to mean things that they did not originally mean. So I mm-hmm. suspect, knowing the way oh. people work, that hologram essentially will be, you know, it's already colloquially used for 3D <laughs> projection, but it's going to just, that's just going to be the, na- the meaning right. of the word. We'll just listen to how we've been using it now, even <laughs> though we like yeah. just made the distinction. I mean, well, it's because yeah. that's what everyone calls it. Not right. that I'm not saying it because that's what I think of think it is. I'm saying it no, because it's that's, okay, Jonathan. Look, I'm I'm just I'm speaking to the people using the language they use. I don't want to don't want to lose folks after my who's the boss. <laughs> yeah, I support you. Okay, good. All right. Well, uh, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to wrap this up because I have the power to do that. This is a fun discussion, though. Holograms. It's really one of those interesting things. We there's a a, a great article on the How Stuff Works site about mm-hmm. how holograms work which really goes into amazing detail about how the light interacts to create this illusion of a 3D image um, and and how your brain picks up some of the work. Uh, Tracy Wilson wrote it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it gets, gets really deep into the physics if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah, it nearly broke her. I remember when she was writing it. Uh, it was one of the ones that was – there are a couple of articles on that site that were particularly difficult, and that was one of them. But it's really well done. She did a great job. So I highly recommend checking that out. Also, if you want to get in touch with us, we have an email address. That's fwthinking at discovery.com. You can go to fwthinking.com and, uh, and check out all of the blogs, the, the podcasts, the, the, the video episodes. They're all up there. You can find links to our social media. So you can follow us on Twitter or Facebook or Google+. And get in touch with us. Let us know what, what interests you about the future. What, what, what has you excited? Uh, what points do you, do you want us to cover? We're really eager to hear from you and we look forward to talking to you again really soon. For more on this topic and the future of technology, visit forwardthinking.com.
brought to you by Toyota. Let's go places. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. There are choices that can change your life. Like the choice to start routine colorectal cancer screening at age 45. It's one of the most common cancers for women and men, and it doesn't always have symptoms. But there's good news. Routine screening can catch colorectal cancer early and even prevent it. And there's even better news. You have screening options. Make the choice to put your health first. Talk to your doctor about your screening options. Or visit cdc.gov slash screen for life for more information. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today.